0: It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazonprime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter... giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. <laughs> You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. On a Tuesday. Loaded. Ready to roll. In L.A., it's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, the Herd hierarchy. Top ten teams getting tougher and tougher to do that. What do you do with Detroit now? What do you do with Dallas now? One hour from now, the Herd hierarchy. So tonight, the NBA champs, J-Mac... Hosting the Lakers, feasting on the Lakers, Suns Warriors, Game 7, Tuesday night, I'm I'm ordering in, I'm going to be lazy guys, sit on the couch, and watch sports
2: tonight, that's what we get paid to do, yeah. I can't wait. And we're coming off a great Monday, where the Houston Astros lost, everybody's excited, the cheaters are vanquished. Uh, how much do the Lakers win by tonight, Colin? I'm just curious. 10 or 20?
1: <sighs> well, it's nice to dream. <laughs> So um, this is interesting. So the Niners, who hadn't lost a regular season game in seemingly forever, are now on a two-game skid. They fall behind. They're on the road. Those are tough games to win, blah, blah, blah. So the Niners are now 0-36 under Kyle Shanahan, 0-36 when they trail by eight-plus points in the fourth quarter in the regular season or playoffs. They don't have the big ability to come from behind. First of all, A, it's hard to come from behind when you're down by over a touchdown in the fourth quarter for anybody, and B, there's a reason for it. Because the coach and the system are the star, not the quarterback. Who does come from behind to win down eight-plus? Marino, Elway, Brady, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, all-time greats. But in San Francisco, the system and the roster, because you don't pay the quarterback anything, is the star. And we now see the limitations to this. It's why Kyle's the best coach in the league, arguably, without a trophy. One mediocre quarterback, two good quarterback has won a Super Bowl in 20 years, Nick Foles. And it was a shootout to the very end. So last, last night, Brock Purdy made some good throws. I've said before, he's good. I won't go to very good or exceptional. He's not big, doesn't have a big arm. He's not a big-time athlete. He's good. He makes more good throws than Jordan Love. But I think Jordan Love's a miss. He's good, but in the last two weeks, missing a couple pieces on the road and trailing, it doesn't feel the same. Remember how Mahomes struggled all night? Remember against the Jets, struggle, struggle, struggle. Then there's seven minutes left, and against the Jets' defense and Robert Sala on the road, it's like, all right, boys, jump on my shoulders. I'm going to carry you down, slide by the goal line, walk out of here with a win. It's what Jalen Hurts and Kansas City do with Mahomes. Mahomes and Hurts are 12-2 and this year. And until this weekend, I didn't think either offense had an identity. But when you have a star quarterback, Jalen Hurts in Philly, Mahomes in Kansas City, you can trail in the fourth. You can play poorly. You cannot have an identity and keep stacking wins. There is a way Brock Purdy has to play, and it's leading in the fourth, getting good protection. He's good. He's just not very good. No, he's better than Trey Lance, C.J. Bethard, uh, Nick Mullins. Got better numbers than them because he's a better player than those. But if you look around the NFL, you know how this thing's going to end. It's going to end like it ended for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think Brock Purdy is a healthier, more mobile, cheaper version of Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think he has a significantly better arm or a significantly better athlete. But he's healthier, moves a little better. You can move the pocket, no doubt about that. And he's cheap. But last night told us what we know, that Brock Purdy is good. He can make good throws. There's a lot of guys in this league. They're good, but great and special wins that game. Go back to the Mahomes-Jets game, and that Jets defense is significantly better than Minnesota's defense. And when San Francisco got the ball back with a minute 11 left, you know it, I know it, we were all thinking the same thing. They got no shot. Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, you'd be like, we got ball game here. When they got that ball with a minute 11 left, you were sitting there, even as a Niners fan, thinking, man, can't believe we lost this game. You knew it. And so, again, if you'd have had Hurts, you'd have had Mahomes, Burrow, and those are the ones, those are the ones that are going to end up hoisting trophies. And so, um, I think I know how this thing's going to end for San Francisco. They're going to be in the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl, and you're going to be discouraged. And it's not going to end the exact way you want, even though you're absolutely sure you have the better coach and the better roster. Again, Purdy was good, but not special. Here's Kyle after.
0: I thought he played really well. Um, as the one, the, the one missed throw to Juwan was um, the, the one tough play that he didn't make. It's frustrating to only get 17 points, but you know the guys. You know, when it's a game like that, we just, we got to score on all those. And when you turn it over three times, that's three drives without points. And and then we had that missed field goal, too. So, um, can't do that when the game goes the way it did.
1: All right, speaking of good, not great, I want to talk about Kirk Cousins here. And I think it's really interesting who Kirk Cousins played his greatest Monday night football game against ever, San Francisco. And I'll get to that in a second. But it's very interesting that it was Cousins over San Francisco. So the Vikings are three and four. They're not a Super Bowl team. They may wedge and sneak their way into the wild card in the weaker NFC. But if I could, I would trade Kirk Cousins today, if I was Minnesota. I would trade him today. Got a week left of the trade deadline. It's the best he's ever played. It was a standalone game, and it was against the Niners' great defense. His stock is at an all-time high today. But he has a no-trade clause. Now, you can trade everybody eventually, but he's going to want to go to certain places. You could get a first-round pick, in my opinion, today for Kirk Cousins after last night, or maybe a couple seconds. That's a high point. He dominated the Niners, toyed with them after that first interception. He was great with a rookie receiver. No Justin Jefferson, toyed with the Niners. Buy low, sell high. And the Vikings' next six weeks, are nonsense. Look at the quarterbacks they play. Jordan Love, Desmond Ritter, Justin Fields, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson struggling, Derek Carr. You could see them going 5-1 and one with Justin Jefferson coming back, Jordan Addison emerging as a star wide receiver, a very clever offensive coach, TJ Hawkins, and one of the best tight ends in the league. You could absolutely see Minnesota going on a run, and it would be the same tease you've had in Minnesota for six years. He'd then go on the road against Philadelphia and get Boxed. He'd go on the road and face the Niners again and get worked. He'd go on the road and have to face Detroit and get smoked. You know how it's going to end. I would trade him today. But he has that no trade clause, right? So Kirks reportedly wants to stay put and everybody loves him and he is lovable and he played great last night. But it is interesting because I believe when Justin Jefferson comes back, I believe this team is going to go on a little bit of a heater now, mostly due to facing bad quarterbacks or second-tier quarterbacks. And you're going to get nothing for them at the end of the year because you're going to double down again and do this? You're really going to bring this thing back again for three or four years? I mean, seriously, what's the standard? In your division, the standard is the Packers, Super Bowls. Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowls. I mean, you know, the Vikings aren't winning them. The Twins aren't winning them. The T-Wolves aren't winning them. That market is wide open. Go get a star quarterback. And you know, we even said this in the offseason. It kind of felt like they were ready to move on. So you've got to take your emotion out of it. Today would be the day. Get on the phone and move Kirk Cousins. But what's going to happen? It's ironic because one of the teams, and I do think he'll have a market. It may not be a huge market. It'll be a four-team market. Derek Carr was a two-team market. Garoppolo was a one-team market. This will be a four-five-team or five-team market. Maybe a six-team market. Maybe a four-team market. But you know who's going to be in that market? Ironically, San Francisco, who will end up potentially being very disappointed that Brock Purdy can't beat a Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts. Or even a Detroit and Jared Goff. Don't sell your Lions because of the Ravens. Don't do that. Nobody beats Baltimore from the NFC. If you've never faced Lamar Jackson before, the first time you do, you get smoked. 16-1 is Lamar Jackson against the NFC. Don't sell your Lions stock. They're going to win 11, 12 games, make the playoffs, host a playoff game. Detroit's good. Maybe not great. They're good. But it was interesting watching this. Brock Purdy, oh, he's good. He's very, very, very good. I kind of feel like I know how it's going to eventually end. Kirk Cousins is great, and I feel like I know how that's going to end. But hear me out. Even though he has a no-trade clause, everything's tradable. If I could, I'd get on the phone and move him today. And then I'd lose some games. It's a great college quarterback draft class, at least very good, and I'd take my chances. Now here's Kevin O'Connell after the game. We could go for the next 35, 40 minutes about the way he played individual plays um, where he was overcoming some circumstances, moving within the pocket, uh, trusting the protection, and seeing the whole field. And against that team, um, that's big-time quarterback play in my mind. Yes, Kirk Cousins has big-time quarterback games, usually not on Sunday night football and Monday night football and almost never against great teams, right? He's got a really bad record against playoff teams, standalone games. That's why when he has his best standalone Monday night game against the Niners, I'd get on the phone today. And I know they call it Minnesota nice. People in Minnesota are nice. He's the best. He was on Netflix. Everybody loves him. This is the high point. Now, what's the market for him? I don't know. You'd need somebody to get an injured quarterback that's pretty good in the next uh, week. But it is interesting. Everybody today is like, look at Kirk. And I'm like, I've, I've seen it for years. I know what he is. He's good. He's somewhere between 10 and 13 in the league. We know he's good. If you love Dak, you got to love him. If you love him, you got to love Dak. But I'd get on the phone, see what I could do. J-Mac? Am I nuts?
2: No, you're smart. That's 100%. That's what you got to do. The problem is, Colin... Where is this market? The 49ers aren't doing it. Uh, Brock Purdy's fine. They're, well, not, no, they're, doing not, they're, they're not doing it right. now. It's season's end, though,
1: because I don't. you think Minnesota's going to go back in and do another three-year extension? Well,
2: uh, there is a lot of love between Shanahan and Kirk Cousins. You can go read about it. Yes. Remember that coaching staff in Washington, and yeah. I just looked it Loved up. Loved him. Yeah, I mean, it was like McVay, Mike McDaniel, a lot of guys, and they all love Kirk Cousins because of the play action, and they like what he can do. I, you basically have a week to trade him. That's right. The only team I tried to come up with last night— Atlanta Falcons.
1: They have some nice offensive pieces. But they
2: have great pieces, but is the problem is Kirk has the no trade clause, so he could say I don't want to go to Atlanta. I don't know Arthur Smith. I'm going to damage. Well, my and also, also Kirk value. could say
1: I've got this beautiful home and family. My kids love it. I got Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison, Justin's coming back, T.J. Hawkins. I mean, because you could look at him and say, who's got a rookie
2: receiver, tight end, and a star receiver better right. than me in the league? And the answer is maybe nobody. Yeah. So Minnesota would respond to that, uh, yeah, Kirk, we get that, but we're going to win, what, nine or ten games and then lose in the first round? Well, We would rather see what we got with our young guy, the kid from BYU Hall. Well, if, if Minnesota's not going to go in on him, wouldn't
1: you rather sit down with the organization and see if there's a path a that you ground. like? By the way, I get B. John Robinson, Kyle Pitts. Drake London. Drake London. London. Played well. By the way, a fairly decent O-line. And a team that will give you, if you go get them, a three or four year contract. It's something that, I mean, if, if to bring yeah. you in, we're going to make a commitment to you for the next three to four years. We talked about the Jets prior. Atlanta, I, Atlanta may like win their bad. division, folks. The division's so bad, they're not going to have the ability to get yeah. a top 10
2: quarterback. Atlanta's going to win 9 games. And that's what Minnesota's going to do if they keep Cousins and they're going to look at the quarterback draft and be like, we, "We can't get uh what Michael Penix?" They're not getting Drake May, Caleb or
1: Michael no, Penix. No shot. Forget it. They're not getting those guys. So my point is, now's the time. You're 3 and 4, you're not going to go anywhere end of the season, but I think Atlanta is actually a great call by you because if I was Kirk, I'd be like, "What I want another four-year deal." Okay, I've lived in Washington. I went to college in Michigan. State, right? Michigan State. Michigan State yeah. Then I lived in D.C. Then I lived in Minnesota. I can end my career in Atlanta. Those are beautiful cities. And I got all these young, inexpensive star offensive pieces. I mean, when you have Jefferson, Addison, and T.J. Hawkinson, you don't want to go to the desert. You don't want to go to the barren wasteland. Right. Those are, Minnesota doesn't have back that good. They, they, you know, they've got a wide receiver. They'll probably draft another. So, so my takeaway is Atlanta's may win their division. And it's, by the way.
2: It's a weak division. Yeah. If you're Atlanta, you go to Kirk and say, hey, Kirk, remember Tom Brady left New England to come to our weak division, See our what? sorry division? <laughs> we won a lot of games. We got to the Super Bowl. By the way, we got to the
1: playoffs. Ba- <coughs> Baker Mayfield led the division last week. Think you can come down here? I mean, I, I'm just saying you got a week to move him. I would think about it. Okay. We got a lot of stuff today. NBA season starts tonight. And, uh, oh, the Michigan controversy. Somebody with a shaky iPhone taped (laughs) signals on the side. You know, I do that every week. Maybe I'm an NCAA violation, too. I take my iPhone to USC games, and it bounces around, and I have it on Lincoln Riley. I'm probably breaking rules for the NCAA. They hate you when they ain't you. I'll tell you that. If it was Purdue, nobody would care. It's Harbaugh, the world's ending. It's unbelievable.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours.
3: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. All right, so NBA season starts tonight. Warriors and Suns, two star-studded teams. Lakers travel to Denver uh, to take on uh, the Nuggets, the defending champs, who I think should be favored this year as well. So Giannis got Dame not long ago, right? He demanded a star if he was going to sign an extension. Giannis hinted for about a year, boy, I'd be interested in Interested in Golden State. What a club that is. And they made a deal to get Dame from the Blazers. So now he has an extension. He and Dame are going to run it for four years. The Bucs are in a really good spot. Why? Because they're one of five teams, in my opinion, that can win a championship. And that's about the number every year in the NFL. Maybe it's six. College football, four to five. I think the Nuggets, Phoenix, Boston, Milwaukee, and the Lakers should be the favorites to win it. I think the Lakers are a drop-off from the Celtics' Suns' Nuggets. Closer to the Bucks. I do worry about Milwaukee's age. But this sets up now, this contract with Giannis, coupled with Dame, this sets up the next four years, it's going to be about legacy. Do you belong, Giannis, in a list of the all-time great players? Bird, Magic, Kobe, MJ, Steph, Duncan, LeBron, D. Wade. Because today, what you are is a really unique, talented player. You got some MVP cachet and a title. A title in Milwaukee. You have four years to change that legacy. KD got Steph, changed his legacy. D-Wade was a one-title guy, got LeBron, changed his legacy. Shaq got Kobe, Magic Kareem. Right now, is Giannis just Dirk Nowitzki, but a better defender? One title, beloved in a city, we kind of wonder if he should leave, decides not to. For years, we wait for him to get the second guy, got some MVP cachet. But if you want to be in the Duncan, Shaq, Russell, MJ, Kobe, Steph, LeBron class, One title and a unique game and being beloved in one city and some MVPs will not do. So I think this is the time to build the legacy. I worry about Milwaukee's age. I think the Boston Celtics in the East have Tatum and Jalen Brown both in their prime. Dame's out of it. So is Brooke Lopez. So is Chris Middleton, who's increasingly fragile. It is Giannis. I certainly think they'll get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Cleveland's still too young. Don't trust Philadelphia. But I think Boston now is the best team in the East. And Giannis right now is great. One title. MVP stuff. Beloved in the city. Unique. You want to get in the next group? This is your four-year run. J-Mac with the news. No.
0: No. 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 Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News.
2: All right. I don't want to uh, worry Eagles fans with this report, but... um. This Jalen Hurts thing bears watching. The Eagles are now six and one, and they had a nice win over Miami. But Jalen Hurts came away a little banged up. He was wearing a knee brace in the second half. There were some visible limps. You know, the the, the uh, online detectives are breaking down any film, seeing some limp. Here's Nick Sirianni with the latest on Jalen Hurts.
0: You know, he seemed like he was in good good spirits and good uh, good today. Um, you know. We'll see later in the week of how he's feeling um, and everything. I know that he
1: was, uh, you know, battled through, unco- you know, being uncomfortable yesterday. Um, he you can, he can he can answer some of those questions as far as you know how he felt
0: and all those different things. I just know that this guy is tough as nails um, and is going to do everything he can do to help our football team win. Hmm.
2: This totally could reshape the entire NFC if if there's a real injury. Come on. He
1: limped around during the game and was highly effective. I don't think, honestly, I bet if you went to every game he's played in the NFL, take out his rookie year, I don't think he's been healthy 50% of the time, and yet he's winning 90% of the time. So I think he's a kid that has battled some stuff. I think he has great resilience. I think Jalen is really tough. I think he plays with pain. But I swear to you, last year he wasn't healthy. This year he's been limping around. Some guys, he may be just not like injury prone, but banged up prone. I feel like he's always banged up. And it doesn't affect his play. Didn't affect his play in the Super Bowl.
2: In the Super Bowl, he was incredible. He had two weeks off for that one. But, um... I just look I looked at the running number, the, the numbers from last year and this year. The number of carries is similar. The only thing different is he's averaging about a yard less per carry, yeah. not as many explosive runs. So yeah, either fair. he's slowing down a little or the defenses are more prepared. Maybe there's more brotherly shoves happening to, you know, reduce the yardage. But Colin, last three weeks, he has one carry for double-digit yards. That's it. It's really being bottled up. Listen, I don't care if you can squat an SUV, okay? Eventually. The NFL will break quarterbacks. You cannot have your guy running. You've said this about Josh Allen. Who's 6'6", 260. Yeah, Jalen Hurts ain't that big. He's thick. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, we had Mike Vick on here yesterday. You
1: saw him. like. He... By the way, what did the Eagles do yesterday? They went and got a Pro Bowl level safety. They want to secure that defense. Maybe their feeling is we're not going to be as high powered as everybody thinks. Okay. By the way, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Philadelphia.
2: All right, let's settle down. They got Marcus Mariota back <laughs> in the Remember when he was awesome in Oregon? Like I'm just saying.
1: That's a team that would be – if Jalen Hurts, they came out, he's got a strain
2: out six weeks. Now, Vikings don't want to help the Eagles. Okay, they're, well, the Vikings
1: I... aren't in the same
2: class with the Eagles. Who cares? No, they're get in it? the same conference. If you, you guys... can get a first-round pick, you do. It. I don't know that they're getting a first, but um, yeah. This the Jalen. I don't want him to be hurt, man. Come on. Oh, he's so much. This we we team need so Jalen hurts. I, yeah, yeah. Philadelphia and those old-school unis—they're such a
1: great TV product. They're so much fun to watch. But in the Phillies and the Eagles, that city has
2: got juice. Yeah. From one injured quarterback to another, Deshaun Watson, man, re-aggravated the shoulder injury, had to leave after, I believe, five offensive plays or five passes. Um, listen, he he was eventually cleared for a concussion, and they said he could go back and return. Kevin Stefanski said, yeah, we're just going to ride out P.J. Walker. Um, and I know P.J. Walker gets credited with the win here, Colin, but come on. Eh? Uh, here's Stefanski on Deshaun Watson and the decision.
0: I would just tell you, Deshaun's a captain of this football team. He's the leader of this football team. Uh, it, it's hard. I know he wants to be out there, uh, but he continues to support his teammates. Uh, he leads his football team. Uh, so uh, th- that, that will never change. Again, I'm always gonna be protective of our players, uh, especially at the quarterback position. Just felt like the right thing uh, in that moment uh, was, was to, to hold him out of that game.
2: I know you're out on Deshaun Watson. Understandably I'm, I'm,
0: so. I think they have a
1: really good defense, but I thought that
2: well, it, it Colts
1: game, and I think I think that, that it's a weird, weird situation. Yeah, the vibes
2: look. just seem off. Uh, Something's going on. Pittsburgh, listen,
1: Pittsburgh vibes aren't off. Baltimore's vibes aren't off.
2: Cincinnati's surging. The division's tough. Me, the,
1: yeah best Do you division remember in
2: Watson in Houston? He was electric. I mean, he carried. They had nobody on that team. It's funny. He'll his stats were be- his stats were way better. He was you know, very he, dynamic. He was just mobile and he was uh, a he playmaker. He could make stuff happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never loved him, but he was a playmaker. I, I, I don't want this to come off the wrong way. You know how Russell Wilson was awesome and electric in Seattle, I, making plays, and then all of a sudden and now in Denver, he just he's not the same guy or even close. I'm not crushing Watson because he's a lot younger. Well, but he just does not look like the same football so player again, from Houston. So, again, he took two years off. This is, the, again. He's like 28, 29. I 29? know,
1: but Russell Wilson's only 34, and you watch him, and you don't see the fastball. I mean, like, Kyler can, Murray can, comes can, back. What if there's no fastball? Like, Lamar, the fastball is still evident. Maybe he's Lamar, like 25, yeah. Right, younger player. I mean, Lamar's really young. You run around as a quarterback – 28 is 32. 29 is 34. I mean, Russell looks... Tom Brady played at 45 and was posting big numbers, and you couldn't really tell a noticeable difference with Tom at 43 from 33. I couldn't. The same. They even measured his velocity. They measured his... I mean, Tom was... Yeah. The plyometrics, the strength. Russell Wilson looks like 60% to 70% of Seattle. What? And what happens if... You know, smaller mobile quarterbacks get dinged up. Deshaun Watson took a lot of hits. He had injuries. He was out
2: two years. What if he's just 75% of what he was? I mean, you just compare the tape. He's not doing the things he didn't. No. And I I don't want to say he's, like, gained weight. Maybe he's heavy. But, Colin, like... How does someone in two years go from electric and uh, well, bouncy? Well, because and-
1: because the world's best athletes are training round the clock. And if you go two years of just practice and... Well, why isn't he training round the clock? Well, he got
2: guaranteed You
1: don't have those professional trainers. You're out of the room. You're doing... He was obviously distracted, had
2: weird personal okay, stuff. Okay, so that leads me to this question, and it's tough. But do you think the burden of the guaranteed contract... It's something. Is there something there? Maybe he, oh, I got the guarantee contract. Or just the pressure of all the talk and in the locker room, this guy got guaranteed. You know, I I don't, something's going on. Remember when
1: LeBron James, at the time, easily the best basketball player in the world, easily said, I don't like being a villain. He did not like that Miami year. He choked in the finals. LeBron's like, I don't, it got into his head. And LeBron didn't do anything creepy. It was just he was the villain, not one, not two, not three. Deshaun Watson is the NFL villain. A lot of people, myself included, grossed out, not into it, don't want to talk about it. You don't think that stuff weighs on people? LeBron simply is the world's greatest player left, as he was capable of, to a city most people would choose over Cleveland. Miami with D-Wade. It was like a business decision that almost any of us would have made. 90% of us would have made not from Ohio. Deshaun Watson got out of town. Like, I think some of the—I think all of it—my dad used to say this all the time. Stress is the issue. It's not about this, 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 this. Stress changes you. Changes everything about you. You get sick more. uh, You're in your head. I think it's a rough year for Deshaun. And I also think the bigger picture beyond him is— Pittsburgh's playing well. Baltimore's on fire. Cincinnati's surging. Right now, you, if I had to pick going down the stretch, I'd pick
2: Cleveland fourth. Despite their historic defense, yeah. I'd pick them fourth. I already bet the Seahawks this week. It was it's two and a half. Yep. Seahawks at home against Cleveland. Final yep. story, NBA tips off tonight. Lakers nuggets the early game. They put LeBron in the 430 window in I the West saw that. The disrespect. <laughs> uh, Suns-Warriors is the late game. I saw a report. Bradley Beal may not play tonight.
1: <laughs> well, okay, you, okay I'm going to well, throw well, you what right in. What are now. we doing? It's game one. Time, time one. time out. You know what they're going to do in Phoenix, and it's the smart thing to do. With Booker, Beal, and Durant, there's some duplication. They're all shot makers. They're going to give one of those guys the
2: night off Eighty percent of the season, that's and that's what they should do. All right, well, fine. When they get to the playoffs, if they do that. They get to the playoffs. They don't have a lot of game and minutes together. It's going to look ugly. It's not going to work. We've seen uh, the What's Pelicans, that? Zion, Ingram, uh, CJ McCollum. They played like fifty minutes, some insanely low number together, and it's like we don't well, even know what they look like. We're, we're you just, can't just
1: flip a switch. Well, it work like I that. would say it's a long season. I think all of I think Booker will play seventy games. Bia will play fifty-eight. Oh, Durant will play 58. fifty-seven. Nurkic can give you points. Their bench is better with Grayson Allen. Keep your eye on the Suns. I
2: know. Oh, I like the Suns. Yeah. I, right, not... Let's get to it here then. Okay. The Celtics um, and the Bucks are tied with the best title odds at plus 380. The, the disrespect there is to Denver. I mean, well, look, you look. know what it is. They, they know that the public is going to see oh, Boston got Drew Holiday and Porzingis, and the Bucs got Dame. Everybody's going to bet them. That's what they're doing. So they, so they juice them up to have the best odds. I, I don't, I don't see bet. the
1: Warriors as a championship team, although I think they're fascinating. But I, I don't see them championship as... Championship or playoff? I oh, think yeah, I, like I think it. they're going to be like Sacramento. An older version of Sacramento. Fun, but I don't see them as a championship team. So give team. me your best bet in in that group. Phoenix. I love Phoenix. I think Phoenix is really good. I just the whole thing about, well, they got rid of DeAndre Ayton. Oh, you mean so the chemistry got better? Nurkic <laughs> can give you 20 points in a night. What 89?
2: about if you had to pick a second from that group? boston
1: yeah but I, I, I have boston's a- the best i think boston has if the chemistry works with porzingis and he's not known as a great chemistry guy in the room but if it works i think boston's i think boston and phoenix have the most talent i think denver has the best player and the best chemistry um but denver's yeah. big thing last year was disrespect you know denver's whole thing was nobody respects us malone screaming yeah. at people Yeah, guys, you got paid. You you just won the ring. So the the, the disrespect thing is done, and now your center's over there. He's drinking craft beer and having the time of his life. Are you going to come back with that chip on your shoulder? We know you'll be good, but Phoenix, a
2: lot of doubters. Golden State, you're too old. Uh, So who you got in the finals? uh, Celtic Suns. That's what I got. Who you got winning? (sighs) Ah. I, can I wait until they get there? <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? Uh, by the way, just just for the record, I know you're out on him. I went and bet Jason Tatum to win the MVP yesterday just for you, pal. God. I know you're out on Tatum. He's going right? to get fewer looks now. Oh, really? What, Drew Holiday stealing shots? Drew Holiday's an excellent player. He is very good. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news.
3: And thanks for stopping by.
1: The lie News. Uh, b- by the way. Let me just, I I just want to take a stand on this Michigan story. Sources, Michigan staffer, staffer on Harbaugh's staff had tickets at 11 Big Ten schools. Okay, you do get this as deflate gate. If Kirk Cousins was found to have a slightly overinflated ball for a couple of games, it would not get a suffix. It would not be called gate. It would not be a story. It'd be a Saturday Night Live skit. Kirk Cousins was cheating. It would literally be on Saturday night. But with Brady, it's major controversy. New York Times expose Russian espionage because you couldn't beat him. And right now, nobody can touch Michigan. They humiliate Ohio State, who humiliates generally the rest of the conference. If Purdue was doing this, nobody would care. It would be the eighth story on FoxSports.com nobody would care. So let me get this straight. A staffer who bought tickets on SeatGeek and used his iPhone in the third deck, that's changing everything. (laughs) When they created this rule in the mid-90s, they didn't do it because they thought it was a big competitive advantage. They did it because they thought it was unfair to the have-nots. They couldn't afford a staffer. Before that, you could do it. And they created it trying to eliminate, like, camcorders and, and, and film crews. Have you gone to a football game in 2023? Everybody's got a phone. Everybody's taping. Steve Sarkeesian of Texas said, there's a reason we're doing stuff on the sidelines that looks like we're hiding play calls.
0: Signal stealing is, uh, is real. Um, it is, is a definite factor in college football. Um, I think some teams rely on it uh, much more than others, um, and so you, you do have to devise it. That's why we got boards and signalers and, and different colored shirts on the sidelines and every which way of, of how we try to get the play to our players. Everybody's doing it.
1: Buying tickets on SeatGeek, Third Deck, iPhone, shaky. This is not Russian espionage. And by the way, college fanboys, new rule. If you didn't know a rule existed before this story, you can't be outraged by it. Did you also know you're not even allowed to go to other teams' games? That's outdated. This stuff was created for film crews and camcorders in 1994 because they felt bad because Michigan and Ohio State had money and the other schools really didn't. And so they thought, well, that's not entirely fair. It's 2023. Everybody's got an iPhone and you can go buy Purdue's best players. That's a bigger issue. And that is now legal. I'm supposed to be bummed out (laughs) about an iPhone? Oh, look, that as Steve Sarkeesian said, everybody's doing it. It's not changing the games, the scores, and the outcomes. You know who's good this year? The same teams that were good in the 70s. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Alabama, Oklahoma. It's the same teams that were good 40 and 50 years ago. So, uh, you know, when you go from zero to 60, from I didn't know a rule exists to I'm totally outraged by it. What's really outraged with Deflate Gate? it was Tom. And nobody could beat Tom. In fact, if you went back and looked at the numbers with Tom, they were better post-Deflategate. They were better after he was nabbed. It was total nonsense and a total non-story, but it was Tom. And this is about Harbaugh, who has completely distanced himself from even Ohio State, and
0: that's not easy to do. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week, To plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place: This
1: League Uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes, and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering,
0: hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
4: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and Two-Door Cinema Club.
2: Friday, it's Game 1 of the World Series as the newly crowned AL Champion Rangers await the winner between the Diamondbacks and Phillies. Coverage begins at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, Friday on Fox. Diamondbacks shocking the world, finished, what, 16 games back of the
1: Dodgers. Well, baseball is so random because if you get guys get hot, Are you healthy? Are you hot? Are you getting good bullpen uh, relief? Are you protecting leads? Baseball's hard to figure. So Philadelphia, I thought, was just going to walk through Arizona. Uh, And I'm a baseball casual, but they have not. So I thought this was interesting yesterday. The Eagles traded for one of the Tennessee Titans' better players, uh, Kevin Byard. He's a safety, couple-time Pro Bowler, very good player. And Howie Roseman is the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles, and the stories about him are legendary. He was in college. This is all he ever wanted to do. And, they, you know, you, you see it in life. The people who want it more win more. It's been SEC football my entire life. They just want it more in the South, and they win more. And I see it in sports all the time. Do you really care? Howie Roseman lives, breathes, eat, sleep, being a GM. So he's kind of at a different level, constantly making moves. He's got the okay from his owner to be aggressive. They are... Think of, and he's just a really unique executive in this league. Here's a list just to show you how much talent they have, and this is how we make in deals. I put a list today together of the Eagles' top 10 players. Look at how good this roster is. So uh, Jason Kelsey at center. Now he's near the end, but he's the best center, I think, in over a decade. Jalen Hurts is obviously MVP talk last year. Lane Johnson, first or second best right tackle, going to be a Hall of Famer. A.J. Brown, really having a good year. Sometimes wants the ball, makes it known, but he's great. Hassan Reddick, that guy is just a big play specialist. Darius Slay at corner. Jalen Carter's already becoming unblockable. Kevin Byard at eight, a safety. And they've been kind of weak and beat up at safety so they could use one. Uh, Dallas Goddard is a very good tight end. Philadelphia, couldn't tell you the last time they didn't have good tight ends. Uh Jordan Mulata is a uh, a tackle for them. Very, very good. So I, I did this list. I did not include Josh Sweat, who would be top five for many teams in the league. I didn't include Devontae Smith, Fletcher Cox, James Bradbury, or Jordan Davis. I they have 15 elite players. Like really now, Bradbury, I'm a little cool on, but that is um that is, a, that is a totally stacked roster, and they're hyper-aggressive. And I think sometimes that's the difference between the Cincinnati's and the Philadelphia's is that Cincinnati's history is they go in with seven draft picks, and they draft seven guys, and they're not willing to take big swings. Uh, Philadelphia is, and they've been totally rewarded by it. Uh, top of the hour, herd hierarchy. Here's the other one. So Matt LaFleur was genuinely disappointed after Jordan Love's performance. Okay. So now now whew, take a deep breath. Watch the film. Here's Matt LaFleur today or yesterday on Jordan Love.
0: It all works in unison. And so the better everybody is around him, the better he's going to look. Our confidence in him is not wavering one one bit. So um Certainly, I think, that's the play caller, you put a lot of onus on yourself uh, when, when things aren't going well, and we'll continue to do that. But we, we've got to find a way to generate more points because when, you, when you're generating points, um, it, it's just a, a totally different narrative.
1: Okay, this is real transparent, and you know what the Packers did. Their natural reaction was, Jordan, that's it? Extra prep time? They flew home, had a meeting as a staff, and they decided we can't bury this kid. He's already struggling with confidence. So let's blame ourselves here to not tank the season. So this is, again, sort of the protective measures we saw with the play calling. We've seen it all year. They were deeply disappointed. I went and looked at the different highlights in this game yesterday. It was worse than I thought. They're averaging 4.3 points in the first half, dead last in the league. Jordan's completing 53% of his throws. And that's with a very smart head coach against two bad defenses the last two weeks with extra prep time. And you could say, well, Colin, that's not fair. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he struggled. Let's go back to Aaron Rodgers' rookie season. Let's go back to Aaron Rodgers' rookie season when it wasn't as easy for quarterbacks right back then the rule changes have all moved to the offense what was aaron rodgers passer rating rookie year 91 and a half what is jordan loves passer rating so far 64 53% completion percentage 64 in the these are scripted plays in the first half so look at aaron's by the way I'll, I'll give you two others First halves, Aaron—oh, excuse me, my bad. Aaron, as a first-year starter in the first halves, passer rating was 100. So let's go. You could say, well, this is not fair. He's young. He's a rookie. He's a kid. A lot of people struggle in the first half. C.J. Stroud, rookie, first halves, no run game, instability in the organization, defensive coach. His passer rating in the first half, 94. Anthony Richardson, who we worried hadn't played enough college football— Injected into an average team, passer rating 87. The worst lie you can tell is to yourself. So, this is basically they were disappointed. They came back. They knew as a staff, we can't bury this kid. He's struggling with confidence. Right now, first half, extra prep time, bad defenses. Jordan Love, scripted plays, 53% completion percentage, 63.9 passer rating. That's bad. That's against the Raiders-Broncos grouped in there. That's with extra time, bye week. So, you, you know, it, it's, I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but it's interesting. Matt LaFleur's instant reaction, visceral, utter disappointment. We, we got to be better. Take a deep breath, come home, regroup, talk to coaches. You know, all of us have to call a better game. There is no, Andy Reid doesn't call a perfect game. That's nonsense. Nobody calls a perfect game. Kyle Shanahan last night got out coached. Got to make plays, especially in the first half. You take a lead, you win the games.
4: Live Nation presents Concert Week.